Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we've got the next letter in our movie alphabet series. Yes, we're still doing that, everybody. This letter is O, and Emily picked this one, the Studio Ghibli movie Ocean Waves from 1993. Yes, one of the Studio Ghibli movies that is not directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Instead, it is directed by Tomomi Mochizuki. Great name. Mochizuki. Very great name, very great I name. I thought this movie was going to be about tennis, but it was not. <laughs> and that is only because of this one photo on the IMDb of this girl playing tennis. I went solely based off of, I didn't even play the trailer. I didn't even play it. I just saw a girl in a, in a, in a uniform of some sort with a tennis racket. I was like, okay, this movie's about tennis. <laughs> but no, no, it is not. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a this, this movie was a little weird. It's kind of like a coming of age sort yeah, of. Yeah, I would say it kind of is. Kind of like teen drama, I kind of want to say. Yeah, and like growing up and like reexamining your younger self. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I guess so. It's just it's quite like those are the themes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty banal meaning it's just everyday kind of life things and kind of realistic in a lot of ways oh yes if you're if you're talking about this in an in an anime series um point of view this would be called a slice of life yeah i was trying to tell that i actually use that exact word because danny and i watched this together and i was like danny i gotta watch this studio ghibli movie we watch it with me, and uh, thankfully this movie was only an hour and 16 minutes, because halfway through, Danny turns to me and he goes, this movie's, uh, this movie's not very good. And I was like, that's not true, you just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I actually think Slice of Life um, anime is my favorite type of anime. I do kind of tend towards, like, the fantasy, sci-fi kind of genre as well, but... um. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, um, in terms of story, this was, this, this was fairly, um, normal, I guess, for a slice of life. It just seemed a lot more dramatic than it can, than I feel like they can, but that's not true. I mean, even the slice Mm -hmm. of life, like, high school ones that I watch are pretty, are pretty dramatic in, in different ways. This one seemed, like, very, like, sad in a way, like, sad dramatic, um, yeah, the color grading on this is really, there's a lot of, like, blue-gray tones and cool tones um, underneath even, like, the warm colors. So it's got kind of, yeah. like, that vibe of it being 
not extremely vibrant and trying to just shine in other ways with like the beauty of the ocean or the beauty of the sky or pictures of bikes sitting next to a school or boats you know just kind of like that stuff so yeah very stylized in a way as well with like the 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 thick white borders we got mm-hmm. around um around some like b-roll that was happening you know yeah. like animated b-roll of like just uh scenery and just various things happening um kind of like just moving the story along um i'm glad this this movie was on the shorter end because it really didn't have that that complex of a story to tell um did it kind of leave me wanting a bit more? Yes. Like I was, I was getting the, the girl mostly annoyed me, but I was still yeah. intrigued in her story to like, kind of want to know more and kind of be like, why is she like this? Like she's, mm-hmm. she's very like standoffish. She's, you know, she, um, so basically the story of the movie is that this girl transfers to a school. She, um, she transfers from Tokyo, I believe. Yeah. Um, to like a smaller town. And she has to, like, leave her friends. I think her parents might have gotten, like, separated or something. So she just couldn't stay with her parents or something. Like, her mom was traveling or something. And she couldn't stay with her dad. Yeah. Is is that kind of what happened? Her dad Um, lived in Tokyo. And her mom moved to the small town. Her mom moved to the small town. Yes, yes, yes. Where all of these kids go to school. Yes. And so she doesn't really like it there. You know, she probably misses her her friends back in Tokyo and her life in Tokyo and having a hard time adjusting. And, like, you know, she's she's the new student, so she's very interesting to all the other students. And, um, but she just is kind of, kind of unfriendly and just kind of does her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of devises this plan. She, like, asks to borrow money from various students to get enough money to get a plane ticket to Tokyo so she can, like, visit her dad since, I guess, her her mom wouldn't pay for one or something or, you know, she couldn't ask for it. Because, um, like, it seemed like she kind of wanted to run away, like, run away back to Tokyo in a way. Yeah. Um, so she asked the main character, Taku, for money, and he's just excited that she's talking to him because everybody's obsessed with this girl. And then she really kind of gets it out of him, even though she insults his accent, calls him a samurai. And yes, she's because they talk differently there than than how they do in Tokyo, which which, you know, makes sense. We have a lot of different various accents here in um, here in the States, here in the U.S. Um, So uh, so that was that was a very was a very harsh thing for her to say. Yeah. Um, Because then even some of the other students overhear that and they're like, you think we sound funny and you're mean and, and yeah. And then, so like they get to Tokyo and they kind of have like this moment together where like, you know, she's sad because her dad is dating someone else and, Mm -hmm. you know, he kind of, he kind of messed up her room, her room's not that, yeah, he's moved on basically. And, you know, she meets up with some of her friends and her, her like friends have kind of moved on in some way and like seemed to be okay without her and you know she's just not doing too great and so she just kind of has like this vulnerable moment um that she shares with taku and you know when they get back to school she just kind of ignores him 
and um and what kind of what kind of happens after that like it's it's such a short story i'm like trying to well, trying to think of what ha- it basically it, like it flashes forward in a way like when yeah. they go to college or something yeah right? so it's actually after college so the whole like crux of it is that taku's best friend is yukata and he has like a whole origin story scene with him in where where yukata like stands up with him about this like not going on a school trip thing yes the junior school trip got canceled and they decided to merge the juniors with the seniors with one school trip instead of having two because i guess the school didn't have the money for two different trips for for the different classes um and yeah these two boys stood up stood up against it and like kind of rallied that you know the juniors deserve like they've been working really hard they deserve their own trip too um but it does it just kind of just kind of get said and done and like nothing really happened they just end up going on the the joint trip the next year yeah but then it just cements that taku and yukata utaka are best friends and mm-hmm. so the thing is that utaka is like really interested in rikako that's like yeah. the point of it and so taku doesn't know that utaka is in love with Rikako because he also has a crush for ta- for Rikako. So yeah, it's, he it's doesn't kind of like doesn't a love say it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't say it to like the very end of the movie, basically. But, but it's pretty you know, obvious. He, like he followed yeah. her to, like he followed her to Tokyo. He like saved her butt, and he didn't have to. And you know he was there for her, but of course like. She's, like, so... Her character is just very immature, which is, like, fine, because she's a teenager. Yeah. You know, it's just... They're all immature, And she's she's selfish. She's only thinking of herself. She doesn't really care, like, you know, what happens to anyone else or what she does to anyone else. Because, yeah, at one point, she's, like, not... There's, like, this dance that the girls have to to learn for, like, the school festival or something, and she's just not showing any interest in school. Mm -hmm. Um, She's really smart, and she's, like, getting... She's getting higher rankings and everyone else and so everyone's getting pissed at her about that but like she won't participate in any of like the you know the the dances and the festivals and things and so the girls eventually like gang up on her and like start calling her out and being like mm-hmm. why aren't you why are you participating like you you're a part of the student body you need to you need to show you need to participate um so that was that was a little that was a little dramatic yeah it it kind of just was like watching watching kids just be kids and watching like a I I would equate her to being kind of like a manic pixie dream girl in a sense. I mean, this is 1993, mm-hmm. so it's not like that was really like a thing in 93, like quite yet. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. definitely is like that because she's she stands out, she's not shy she's very uh like abrasive and so that's what makes her stand out as a person yeah and you know she's selfish and and out and loud and so it's just got this all these different characteristics that you know maybe if you were somebody watching this movie in japan and you felt like you needed to speak out more, but you were too shy. Maybe this kind of character would make you want to be a little bit more 
uh, speaking up for things, you know, being a little bit louder than you are, you know, or if you're loud or you're just like this girl, you probably would, you know, feel like this is somebody representing me, like her parents are divorced and I can't imagine that was extremely common in 1993 in Japan. Now, like, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely a lot of people had divorced parents growing up but um so those kind of people would definitely see somebody like this character and really connect with her yeah for sure yeah and i forgot that like the 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 movie is kind of like it's 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 laid out in a very interesting way so like how it starts is um Taku is at the train station he's like he's looking for a train he sees a girl like wearing a hat like across across the way and it, it kind of looks, he like kind of looks at the girl and it seems like he kind of remembers her, recognizes her, but then she's, but then she's gone. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it kind of runs through the story of like how they met and kind of how their relationship developed so that like by the like end of the movie, they learn that she was looking for him when she was here visiting like not too long ago. And so he like, I don't know, he doesn't. Does he go to get her, or does she just end up at that bar at the very end? I I think that's she's, just she's on the she doesn't go to the bar. She doesn't. She, he goes back to Tokyo where he went to school. He found out that yeah, she yeah, went yeah. to school there too, and he gets off the tr- he he tries to find her, and he sees her across the way on the train again, and then he runs down to the platform and up to the other side, and the train's yeah, yeah, gone, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, I missed her," and then she's standing right there. Yes, yes. And that's the end of the movie. So That is the end of the movie. I guess it's implied and, that they're, like, in love or something because she was looking for him. I guess so, yeah. Very, very subtle. Very, like, you know, which which is nice. You know, it's yeah. it's not, like, it's not, like, in your face about, like, how in love they are. And, and, like, yeah, like, could the movie have been maybe a bit longer to kind of really really solidify this this relationship this love because you know by the end i was like oh okay i don't know I just this girl really annoyed me <laughs> she, just she was, was very like, annoying she definitely was she, eh. she was a she was a i was like girl like like girl come on like, calm just the down whole time. I mean, it's just she's like, a she's a teenager like there you I know, know she's she such a teen have you know as as developed of a you know, frontal lobe, so she's gonna act like yeah. this, I guess. Um, yeah. But even in, like, the Slice of Life animes that I watch, like, even if some of the characters are annoying, some of them have, like, redeeming qualities. This girl <laughs> didn't have many redeeming qualities No, which me. is why it's, like, crazy that, like, the two main characters, like, had a crush on her. And I was like, yeah. why? Like, it but... must have just been, like, very superficial. Like, just Well, yeah, very... I mean, you know, yeah. when you're... I mean, think about the kind of people that you had a crush on. Like, did you really even know them that well? Like, no, like. No, of course not. They were just, they were just hot and they were in none of my classes. So I didn't (laughs) ever have to talk to them. I could just stare at them from across the way. Like, they're just absolutely no. Yeah, of course not. Of course, I never knew any of my crushes. Yeah. Like, you didn't really like them for who they really were like you thought you did yeah. but you kind of just yeah basically your crush exists in your head and that's that's kind of the way it is but with this you know i think there was also that aspect that he didn't he was kind of drifting away from his best friend and at the end i think 
Yutaka tries to tell Rikako that he wants to be in a relationship with her, and she says no to him, and he gets really upset, and... Yeah, and then they, like, kind of have a fight at some point, and they, like... Yeah, yeah, they have a falling out. Him and Taku. Yeah, so there's that whole situation, and then him and Taku, like, don't talk anymore, and they were, like, best friends. And then and then the gay part comes in. So he picks them up at the airport when they're older and they go mm-hmm. and stand at the, like at the beach and like mm-hmm. just stare at the water and just think about the past. And okay. it's just got a it's got kind of a gay vibe. I'm not saying it's like a very okay. forward vibe, but it's like a this is somebody who I really cared about. And we're just like right where we always were, you know. Like and, things and are maybe not I just different. completely missed these connections because because I didn't feel very many connections there. Yeah. Like again, this movie was so short. <laughs> these people didn't have too much time together. Yeah. To to really make me believe that that they had connections. Like I didn't even really believe that Taku and. And um and Yutaka like we're friends even yeah <laughs> like, right because they like, didn't have like a whole lot of scenes together everyone everyone felt so emotionally void like just yeah. that <laughs> like, even even with like the voice acting like and, and even the the animation like nobody really like the characters really didn't make very many facial expressions yeah you know other than like anger like like they or just crying. They just were or, or were crying like sad, sad crying anger. Like that's really all I ever saw them do. Yeah, and I just I didn't feel anything from them. Like I didn't think that they were even human. Like they were just. Well, that's the problem with. I mean, that's why these kind of an like this kind of anime is it's so particular and so it mm-hmm. like it's hard to get that emotion from them. Like, you don't yeah. really get it. Like, in other Ghibli movies, there's a lot of emotion. There's a, a lot. lot of emotion behind the voice acting and the animation. It kind of brings uh, a super surreal quality to it, you know, so you know what they're feeling. Um, yeah. But this one is just so, like, it was, it was just way more, like, this could have been a short film made with actors instead of anime. But they decided oh, yeah. to make it into an anime. So, like, and obviously it must have been a lot cheaper to make an anime out of this than an actual film. Y- oh, you know what sure, I mean? Sure. So, yeah, it's definitely, like, that's probably why they wanted to make it. The director, um, Tomoe, Tomomi Mochizuki. Yeah, to- yeah, Tomomi, yeah. It just seems that, like, and this is based off a book, which I thought, it was oh. very similar to a book. It looks like the book was written by Seiko Himuro. And the screenplay okay. is by Keiko Niwa. Oh. So that makes a lot of sense because <laughs> it was just like somebody reminiscing about their life and this girl that they yeah. knew who was really annoying. Yeah. Another thing I found just slightly interesting, I mean, it's it's not it's not completely surprising, was that this this movie didn't have like an American voiceover cast, which mm, yeah. may, maybe it just it never made its way to the states. Maybe no one really showed an interest. Um, it really just only aired maybe in, um, 
in Japan originally, and then, you know, maybe just people watched, like, there was just no need to, to do an American voiceover cast, which, of course, like, you know, all the Studio Ghibli movies, you know, cater to American audiences as well now, because they're just so popular among um, the U.S. and, and various other uh, countries. Um, so I thought that was interesting, because, yeah, that was immediately what I did. The second the movie started, I was like, okay, let's look for look for the English audio <laughs> and it wasn't there. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I just watched it with the subtitles. Um, so I found that interesting. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's popular enough. No, probably not. Um, I don't think there's any interesting, uh, trivia. Yeah. Is that what you'd found in the trivia? Was the, was the book or did it say it in the, in the, it be- says like it in the beginning in the writers, it says the novel. Oh. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Oh, I want to mention the uh, the soundtrack. I like really liked the music <laughs> in this movie. It yeah? sounded like very eighties to me, like um, early, yes. early you know, like like early nineties as well. Like I don't, I don't know, I really liked it. Um, it just was. Um, I thought it was very. I don't know. I, th- I think it really fit the movie. Like, I, I, I like the look of the movie, too. Like, just with how, like, I mean, you're talking about the grays and the blues of, of like, just kind of how it looked, but it also just felt a little, like, grainy and, and rough. Mm-hmm. Like, not really as, as polished as, like, you know, new Studio Ghibli movies can be. Um, well, like, there's a lot polished of good, and, and like, trivia bright. about that here. Is there? Well, it says... This TV movie was an attempt to make anime solely by young staff members, mostly in their oh. 20s and 30s. Tomomi oh. Mochizuki, who was 34 years old then, was brought in to direct. Their motto was to produce quickly, cheaply, and with quality, but the project went over budget and over schedule. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> um, and this one says the movie has two English titles. Unlike other movies, Ghibli didn't have an official English title for a long time. Ghibli finally settled on ocean waves, but most people in the U.S. know it as I Can Hear the Sea. Oh. Okay. The direct translation of the Japanese title. Okay. That is not how I, how I did not find it by I Can Hear the Sea. I found it as, as ocean waves, but yeah, well, but maybe that was like it when it was work. first. Yeah. When it was first coming out, I guess. Why do you think it has this title? <sighs> Hmm. I mean, they do visit the ocean a couple times, but it it just was. Hmm. I don't. Hmm. I I can't even. I can't even make something up. Like I don't. <laughs> I. I'm I'm trying to make something up. Do you remember that movie Waves that we <laughs> saw a couple years ago? Yes, Alessandra, I do. And that's what I was thinking about. Okay. Yes. Um, well, that one didn't really have anything to do with the title either, other than the fact that waves are things that come and go. They're always moving. It's always changing. You know. Yeah. Ebbs and flows of life. Okay. That's what I, that's I can what see I that. gotta say about that. Yeah. Well, I I believe it. I believe it. That makes more sense than I can hear the sea. 
Um, that makes but, me uh, think more of there's always home. It's kind of like, to me, that makes it feel a little bit more connected to the place, uh, which they do have that in the movie where all the young people are at that bar again and they're looking at the castle and they're like, oh, it's, it's lit up. It's so pretty. And they're just like, all of them haven't been home in a long time and they're they're back from college and kind of, you know, grown into different people, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And it's kind of like, it's always there. It's always like going to call you back. Home's always going to be there for you. Yeah. I'm really doing I like that too. Deep thinking here. You really, you're doing way more deep thinking than than I'm even trying to do. That's, um, that's this, that's good. I like it. Thank you, thank you. Um, this trivia says an English dub was planned in 2008, which would have included oh. the voices of Ryan Reynolds, Thomas Jane, Keiko Ajina, Alexis Bosell, and Chris Carmack, but was never fully produced and released. Oh wow! So they were planning on a on an English voiceover. It's the hmm. only Studio Ghibli film not to have an English dub, and it's also the shortest one. Look at that. These are some great trivias. <laughs> that is some really good trivia. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's a love really movie. Good. Like, any Studio yeah. Ghibli is going to have some backing to it. It's We're watching it because if it wasn't Studio Ghibli, there would be less of a chance that we would be watching this movie. So well, yeah, and by this time they they had already made a name of for themselves oh, still yeah. like because you know with the with the little trailer it says like from the legendary Studio Ghibli I don't know what movies came out I think it was um, Pocoroso yeah. and um, maybe some other ones I can't I don't know the actual chronological order of the of the movies but um, like they had already had a name for themselves as a as a studio so like. So like yeah, and and I, I like that this one wasn't the normal like you know fantasy you know talking cats you know crazy yeah. sea creatures yeah, like in Ponyo and yeah. Spirited Away and stuff like that. Like I like that this one's that this one's different and a little bit more just just relatable. Like yes, was it a little more boring? Yes, <laughs> was it were a the lot characters more boring? A, little, a lot more boring? Were the characters a little unlikable? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was there not really emotion there? Yes. <laughs> but but I, I still had a good time watching it. Like, it just, it was, you know, it, it made me, made me feel things. Mm. Um, like, anger towards this girl. But, you know, it, it's, that, that, that's a feeling. That's something. <laughs> so this movie, uh, let's, let's look at, the, does it have any, um... Plot keywords? Yes, this, it sure does. We've got Friendship. Studio Ghibli, two-word title, love, high school reunion. There you go. Oh, that's it. yeah. That, that's it. That is the movie. That is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's got a 73 meta score based on only yes. four reviews. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they're all, like, pretty decent ones. All in the yeah. green. Yeah. So yeah. I think we should just read all of them because there's only four. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's fucking do it. All right. Uh, you want to start with the bottom one? Yeah. I love reading the lowest one. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> IndieWire <laughs> Indie gave it a 67. 
Um, hindsight has revealed the quiet resonance that's been humming inside this tiny film ever since it first set out to see. That's cute. That's a very nice thing to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, the playlist gave it a 75. Ocean Waves is a deeply charming and resonant look at the tug of longing that so often comes with memory, the utter mess of youth, and the beautiful delirium of love. Look at that. I don't think I, I quite I, got all of that from this. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's really pushing it. Really pushing it. I, you know, <laughs> that's what the themes were. Like, I saw that. Sure. Like, I totally saw that. I really did. But I don't know if I was really sure. feeling it, you know? No. I, don't, I don't really know if that no. was resonant. No, 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 no. I was not feeling that at all. Um, and then, oh, here we go, Roger Ebert, which is how I found it. So how I found a majority of my movies on our ABC list is I went to Roger Ebert's website and just looked at all the movies. They have, like, all their movies they've they've um, rated um, alphabetically. And I went to O, and that's how I found it. <laughs> so, this is, <laughs> so this is from that. So RogerEbert.com gave it a 75. Ocean Waves is worth watching to see just how much a company like Ghibli can bring to a relatively simple tale. There you go. That's a very nice little blurb there. And I was thinking that what? a lot of movies in the 90s were very dramatic at this point in time, especially just from American standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. remember we watched um, Fried Green Tomatoes. That was a dramatic yeah. movie. It was oh my God, so dramatic. So fucking dramatic. And just like a lot of movies in this time were... There was, like, narratives, and if you were talking about somebody, like, yourself at a younger age, there would be a a narrator, and you would just be like, when I was young, I met this person, and they taught me about life. And then you just, like, you know, watch this whole tale, and there's rain. It's just, like, it's always... (laughs) There's always rain. (laughs) Yeah, it's just always, like, so much, and it's so... It's, like, too much, you know? And I think it compared to... The too muchness of the 90s and the narratives in the 90s, I would say this movie was like a breath of fresh air for somebody like Roger Ebert who was watching all these, you know, laugh is lack of box dramat- Dramatic and, ass movies. Yeah. yeah, just like things that are just so, yeah, they're really dramatic. The acting's like really, it's just, because that's what people wanted to watch. In, in America, I guess. I mean, they just, they were really into that stuff. So, yeah. It's just like it's watching something like this that's all relatively simple. Yeah. And calm and like actually kind of realistic was like a lot more, you know, like, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to just put it into context. I got, it, I think I think you've I think you've put it into context. That context it's been placed. Um, we've got highest, we've got one more. Yes, yes, the highest one. Am I reading do, it? Do, yeah, yeah. Okay, the New York Times, in its sensitivity and attention to detail, Ocean Waves makes itself into something special and kind of magical, and so proves very much a Ghibli gem. Eighty. Oh, a Ghibli gem! <laughs> oh, I love that. And they gave it an eighty. I, I don't know if you if you'd said what, what they gave it an eighty. Yeah, yeah, Ghibli gem. That's cute. That's adorable. that's real cute. Yes, I I mean, it is what it is. It is how we feel about it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's yeah. That's it is it is what it is. I mean, that soundtrack was 
was bumping. I might even try to find it on Spotify. <laughs> I doubt you'll be able to find it, but who knows? Maybe oh. you will. Oh, well, don't doubt me. I'm going to try and find it right now. Danny likes to play the lo-fi Ghibli on Spotify. Oh, what which the hell is, is just, that? It's a ton of lo-fi music that what? has like the themes from a bunch of different Ghibli's. And he likes to just play it on the TV. You know, it's just like chill music. By Ghibli? Is it by is it by Lancelot Duloc? There's a yeah, there's a bunch. It's a whole there's playlist and then there's just like Oh my god. You know, they have like a lot of the the, lot of the themes go to like the spirited away theme, you know, because it's pretty iconic. Yeah. So have a listen to that while you're working. I feel like it's gonna Oh, I think you're right, Elsa. I don't think I'm going to find it. Ocean wave sound for three hours. No, that's not what I want. (laughs) See, it's it's too general. There's not going to be. All right, Uh, Ghibli in here. Maybe just Ghibli. Oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Nope, nope. I don't know what this is. Well, this movie proved not to be a movie about tennis. No, no, it was not. Here we go. Maybe I found some. I might, I might, I might have found some. We'll see. Um, but yeah, did, yeah, it was not about tennis. It had a very small part about tennis because you know uh, students have to you know do PE and shit, so they're they're playing tennis. Um, but uh, let's look at the next movie we get to talk about now that this one is done. Let's see. What next what letter up. is next? P. P. Because it go, go, goes comes after O. Okay, I chose this um, one. I remember what it is. You sure did. It's Police Academy. So that's like an eighties comedy comedy yes. movie. Yes, yes. It's a funny. Which I have movie. never seen this movie, so this this will be fun. It is it's gonna be great. It's gonna be totally different than this movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I see I see Yentl down here and I'm just so I'm Oh, oh this just, list I'm is so excited. just getting good, dude. Honestly, I I love that we've been doing this for years now. It's <laughs> it's know, just when, great. When did we started this so long ago? I'm we've really gotta the first one. We gotta, we gotta get on top of it. We need to get a good rotation going, like of of, you know, new movie, ABC roulette wheel. Like I mean, we can we can stop the roulette wheel literally at any time. Like we don't have to keep it. No, I to know, it. but we've got but so I, many I don't movies. Mind. I like watching yeah. movies randomly because yeah, me too. Yeah, um, our first one was a Clockwork Orange. Yep, which I remember was, that one. We did that one two years ago. Um, oh I damn! Can, I can find the exact date, but you know, guys, we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> so long actually i forgot to mention this it's our five year anniversary oh fuck really (laughs) yes november just this month just just november yes oh we did we didn't plan it we didn't plan the anniversary of it do we normally i don't i think we do well we did like three years and we didn't do four years and we apparently didn't do anything for five years but Oh crap! Ugh, I make I meant to say it in the toppings. I just kept forgetting. Oh, damn! Yeah, that toppings was a mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's fine. Well, yeah, happy anniversary to us. Um, on this on this podcast, people people call us veterans, and I still don't don't believe them. 
five years <laughs> is a been, long time. And and it's a really long time to be doing we've this. We've been doing like <laughs> at least an episode a week for five years. I've gone through I've gone through <laughs> two microphones on this on this podcast. Like that that shows some real dedication. Um, um Wow. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. Let me just see when we we posted this Clockwork Orange. March 31st, 2019. Are, are we officially going over how long it took us to do to do the Young Indiana Jones series? Or how long do we do Young Indiana Jones for? Oh, that took us three years. Three years. Okay. All right. Like, well. Actually, like, yeah, like pretty much exactly three years, I think, or something like that. Because we started it like a year into the podcast or like even less than that. So I think it was like over three years. Yeah. Okay. Well, we still got we still got a lot of letters left. <laughs> we got a lot of movies to watch. We always have more movies to watch. And coming up, we've got a ton of movies. I went to the movies last week. I saw three movies in 24 hours. Um, I also saw The Eternals on another day. So I saw four movies last week, guys. <laughs> In yes. Theater. Since since this episode was a little bit shorter, we're gonna do some announcements. Um, uh, I know our episodes have been a little. We haven't been uh, releasing things uh, as consistently as normal. Um, but you know, it is it is getting to Thanksgiving time, and um, we do have we do have plans for that next week with our families. Um, so unfortunately, we will not be we will be not doing um, down another downtown next week. Um, so we'll have to push that. But we will be releasing um, Eternals next week, mm-hmm. and um, and then we should be back on schedule come uh, December. Kind of well, at the beginning of December. I mean, December is going to be a little crazy too. But hey, we um, do what we can, everybody. I, I, we do what we, we can. do our best. <laughs> That's we do our it very is. very best. We really do our best, and we live two completely separate lives. And we still managed to get things done, so we we still managed to get at least an episode out a week. So you know that's that's an achievement. Yeah, that's a great achievement. Um, but that was Ocean Waves. I'm excited to watch Police Academy. I'm excited for like a funny movie after this. Um, oh yeah, kind yeah. kind of downer. <laughs> downer. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Um, but uh, that. That was Ocean Waves. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And if you want to reach out to us, say hello, talk to us about Ocean Waves or your favorite Studio Ghibli movie, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at at gmail.com. And um, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our social media. We have Twitter at bythepopcorn, Instagram at allbythepopcornpodcast, and Facebook, just search All of the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. We also have a TikTok, just search All of the Popcorn Podcast and look for our logo. And we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're not recording um, video for every episode, but for, for, for you know, a lot. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Um, but we are recording some video for some of our episodes. So if you want to check out our YouTube channel, just search All of the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and please check out our merch. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.